Hello everyone, welcome to my show Career Startup Podcast, a podcast to spotlight world-class Asian entrepreneurs, C-suite executive leaders, and inspiring people who can give you nuggets of wisdom as part of your daily life. And this is your host Priyanka Komla. For our listeners, do subscribe to our Career Startup Podcast. We are on LinkedIn Live and you can follow me for your LinkedIn Live notifications, Priyanka Komla, or your Career Startup Podcast page on LinkedIn. We're also available on YouTube. Twitter, and your favorite podcast streaming platforms. Today, I have with me an amazing guest, Shweta Vikram, who's the author uh, of an upcoming book, uh, as well as several books under her belt, almost a dozen books. And she's also an Ayurveda coach. First, let's say hello to Shweta Vikram. Hi, Priyanka, and hello to everyone tuning in. I'm so excited to be here. It's raining where I am, and a warm, fuzzy conversation on an afternoon is exactly the remedy. That's amazing, Shweta. On a rainy day, what better thing to do than having a conversation with an Ayurveda and a mindset coach to create better versions of ourselves? Thank you. So to our listeners, let's talk a little bit about who Shweta is. She's one of the most influential Asians of our times, according to a recent uh, poll. She's also a trained yogi and a certified Ayurveda health coach an international speaker, best-selling author of 12 books, and an Ayurveda and mindset coach who's committed to helping people thrive on their own terms. She's been a trusted source on health and wellness, most recently appearing on NBC and Radio Life Force. And especially amidst this COVID times, you know, everybody's in a lockdown mode. We crave for community and engagement. And I thought, what better way than to bring Shweta onto our show right from the expert? And let's hear about how do we create a better version of ourselves and lead happy and healthier lives? Um, thank you, Priyanka. So here's what I'm, I'm thinking. And we were talking about this a little bit earlier in our conversation. Learning to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. That's a very loaded sentiment. But the reality is the world we live in, the culture we are in, there's a lot of pressure to always be okay. And then with social media, people tend to post about being always okay. So these are unprecedented times. None of us have had to deal with this. So it's okay. Of course, it, after a point where you feel, I'm constantly feeling not okay, then seek out help. But for the most part, if there's ups and downs, just be okay with not being okay. Uh, my other suggestion would be, as hard as it is, move your body every day. Um, it's a great stress releaser. It releases happy hormones. We want to build our immunity. We're getting into flu season. The last thing you need is for your body to be weak. It's very practical suggestions. And also it kind of creates that space, right? Otherwise, right now, for a lot of people, school, office, everything is at home. Uh, moving your body might mean just going out for a walk. So do that and become friends with yourself. The Again, something Priyanka and I were talking about, It's it's extremely important to have a very supportive community of people that you might not even be able to see at this time, that you're very intentionally connected with. But at the same time, this is a great time to get to know you, yourself, you beyond being an employee, an owner, an entrepreneur, a wife, a mom, a husband, a, a whatever roles, a daughter, daughter-in-law, the, the million roles that we might play. L learn to befriend yourself, learn what makes you happy, what triggers you, because once we are compassionate and friendly towards ourselves, we understand the world better. And right now is not the time to judge people's choices or even your own choices. That's an amazing opening to our podcast episode. So thank you, Shweta, on 
talking about the nuggets of wisdom that we're going to share on our podcast. So to our listeners, three reasons why you should be listening to this podcast, because we're going to talk about specific themes today. One, the four pillars of holistic living. Two, as Shweta rightly mentioned, self-care is critical. And we as professional women, especially where we are being the lead parents in some of our households, how do you really integrate your careers, your professional lives, your personal lives, and all the other million roles that women and men tend to juggle, juggle with? And the third aspect is, how do you navigate low moments in your life? So those are themes that we're going to explore. And I'm super excited, Shweta, to get us started. Thank you. So, um, so let's get started. Yeah, let's get started with the philosophy that you talked about at the beginning of the show is we need to connect with ourselves to be more kinder. And especially in this COVID pandemic, what are three tips that you would give to our listeners on connecting with ourselves and enjoying that feeling of solitude? So don't, I would say sometimes it can be hard, uh, but you know, we've been in this for seven months and this is going to stick around. So accept it. You know, what we resist persists. I don't like the rain at all. Um, and but if I keep complaining about it, the rain is not going to go away. So if I accept this annoys me and it's raining and nothing's going to change by me complaining. But if I accept it and I figure out what else can I do to feel good about the day. So just figure that out. Um, the other thing is learn to set boundaries. Just because you're working from home doesn't mean you need to work 24 seven. Um, learn to set boundaries with if you have little kids how do you how do you tell them a kid wouldn't know mom or dad are at work so even having like a little um a banner or something or a crown at work so these are signs like fun ways of telling your family or just talking to your partner if, you, if you're not living alone if you have someone with you that hey you know what 30 minutes in a day i just need to not talk not to listen not to hear it's just my time so carving out time for yourself at the same time, supporting your family in how they can carve out that time for their individual selves and setting up these really healthy boundaries. Just because I'm not commuting doesn't mean I need to work 15 hours a day um, and finding creative ways to connect with people in, in, in a safe space, of course, uh, whether you're at home or whether you've stepped out with, you know, with your mask on and all of that stuff. So. Yeah, because, you know, a mental health, like from an Ayurvedic standpoint, everything starts from the mind. It follows through with the body much later. And now more than ever, people have PTSD. You know, we've been stuck up. We It's indoors. We don't know. We don't have answers. So take care of your mental health and don't judge yourself for eating that extra slice of pie. Um, what do you do? Like if you can't step out, you will, you want to find ways to take care of yourself. So yes, while my suggestion would be don't try to eat your emotions. My other suggestion would be also don't be hard on yourself for eating that extra cookie. So I, I hope that helps. Absolutely. On a rainy day, especially, right? Uh, not having that guilty feeling of keeping yourself happy. You know, that's something that we deserve as human beings. Right, right. And, and the world has changed, Priyanka. I mean, I know you and I are into fitness and we like our movement, but I can't go for a Zumba class. You know what? So I might just lift some weights after a con and then make something yummy for dinner, something that really appeals to the emotions today, because this is not my favorite kind of weather. And the thing is, if I can show myself that compassion, I'm going to be more compassionate towards my family. So self-care is radical. That's an amazing way to put it out. Now, let's talk about the four pillars of holistic living, which according to you are 
creativity, productivity, health, and nutrition. And let's talk about each of these dimensions and one key takeaway that you can share with our listeners, especially the Asian community, where self-care is not really the norm for a lot of us. So let's start with uh, creativity. What's one suggestion you would have? So you know what? Uh, when COVID hit and I was like, oh, crap, like, how do I work on my novel? Uh, you know, novel is creating an alternate reality, which is prettier than your real life. But when your alternate reality is COVID, that is that is like a zombie movie gone bad. Um, so the first thing I would suggest is remember swimming, remember biking. Just because you didn't get on a bike for 10 years around COVID, a lot of people started biking. You still remembered it, right? So have that faith in you. Creativity doesn't leave you. Uh, so don't put undue pressure on yourself just because you're not recording this piece of music, not creating this work of art, not writing this poem or this collection of essays that you wanted to. It's fine. You'll get to it. You haven't forgotten creativity. There are real stuff at stake. You know, we're all afraid for the life and safety and well-being of our loved ones. People are worried about, you know, real stuff like mortgage payments and jobs. So creativity is not going to abandon you. Trust me. Uh, it's It's okay to be worried about the real stuff that's bothering you. Uh, the next one I think you said was uh, productivity, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's, it's something that I touched upon earlier. It's just, so what's worked for me is creating, I live in a New York City apartment, by the way, so I don't have a house, right? But it's creating these nooks and crannies. So one chair is my chair for my day job. One chair is for my writing. Another chair is when I do client consultation. And this is my speaking space. So be, be, be creative in another creative. So be right. creative in the kitchen, how you spend time with your family. Be creative with your productivity. A is learning to set boundaries that, you know, when my day job is done and I'm doing my writing stuff, I don't blur boundaries. But at the same time, when I'm doing my coaching stuff, I don't, I'm not doing tarka in the kitchen. So you have to have these boundaries because we are living inside very enclosed spaces. Um, because one leads to the other. Your creativity lends value to your productivity, which lends value to your health. Because if you're constantly stressed about playing those multiple roles, you are always going to feel nervous, anxious, and agitated. The first thing, it goes back to the first thing that we talked about, is accepting the time. It's, for lack of a better word, this is a crappy time. It is unprecedented. You are not alone in feeling anxious. We all are. We all have good days. We all have bad days. We just handle it differently. For some people, anxiety might be nervousness, sleeplessness. And there's an Ayurveda description for all of this. Um, panic attacks. For other people, it might be not being able to, like, you know, you're twitching constantly. Or your hands and feet are cold. Or, you're, you, you know, you feel like your hands shake. Or being fidgety. So everyone is anxious at in this time. We're just manifesting it differently. So again, my core would be move your body because that builds your immunity, that builds your mental strength. You need to be very in our own ways to the extent that we can control. And of course, seek the help of a professional if you feel it's something is getting out of control. Your, your physical health is directly related to your mental health and your mental health is directly related to your mental abilities in terms of not taking that unnecessary pressure that you can control. And all of that is related to your nutrition. A, no, not just don't try to, try not to eat your emotions, but also you should know 80 to 85% of serotonin is, it happens in our gut. So when this, when we say, you know, have this gut feeling, 
our gut truly knows because what you eat is signaling the brain. So if I'm on a diet of pecan pie, which I wish, but I'm not, um, your brain is not getting any good signals because then it's what we eat impacts our you know, gut flora. So make sure you're eating healthy foods because again, that would directly impact your creativity, your productivity, and your mental and physical health. I love the way where you talk about how every dimension intersects with the other and it, it's all part of the flow, right? Just like a yoga flow post that we do. So those are like four connected pillars that are very essential for keeping your mind, body, spirit aligned. In, in the Eastern uh, healing modalities, Ayurveda, yoga, Chinese medicine, whatever have you, we, are, they, we consider ourselves interconnected. We are a miniature of nature. We are, we are connected with the people around us. How is it that you meet someone if you how do I know you? Why do I feel the sense of comfort and familiarity? So we are not that different. Our ego brings in the difference. And that's a whole separate conversation. But I, I wanted to touch about like, all of this is interconnected. So from an Ayurvedic perspective, your your all of this, your mind, your emotional health, your physical health, your spiritual health, it all lends value to who we are and who we become. So it's important to honor um, all of these different facets. That's pretty amazing piece of advice for each one of us. Now, tell us this, Shweta, you've appeared on several shows, uh, be it with NBC, and you've trained clients across the globe. Right. What is the one challenge that you see when you're working with clients, especially from a mindset shift perspective on being a healthy you? So it's interesting across the, across the globe, the people I've worked with, um, it's the labels we attach to ourselves. I'm an entrepreneur, so I need to work 80 hours a week. I need to survive on three hours of sleep. So, and that's what, from a yoga perspective, that's what causes suffering when we attach ourselves to these labels, right? Um, these labels attached to what does success look like? What success looks like for you might be very different from the success that looks like for a friend of yours or a family member or for me, right? So why are we... It's, it's great to be an individual when it comes to our health because we need to define what success looks for each one of us. So that's that's been a struggle for people. It's overall would be labels, whether it's label attached to success, labels attached to who we are as people, labels attached to um, how we see ourselves in the universe. And I think that it goes back to what we started to talk about, like learn to spend time with yourself, learn to befriend yourself. And you know, what success might feel to Michelle Obama would be very different to what success means to Oprah. So those are people here, right? Like that we look up to, we are following. And then again, at our own level. And I think it's it's great to observe kids. I have a niece who's three and I see what success means to her on any given day. One day it could be just finishing a meal. Another day is just putting toys together. So we don't need to be, to make our life so complicated. Walk away from the labels and just, just be in the moment what certain things look to you today. That's fabulous. Uh, you know, being especially in the moment and not constantly stressing about the future and the uncertainty that surrounds it. I think that's something that, uh, that's been a challenge for a lot of our listeners. Right. And also just, just reminding ourselves the past is done. Sure. You know, I hope we learn from it, especially if we think we've made mistakes or we could have handled things differently if mistake is too, above, too big a word with too many connotations. And also the future is something we don't know. 
for for a lot of us, uh, how we had 2020 planned and how it panned out. That's it's like it tangential, right? Absolutely. So, but if you and then the mind, it's the human mind, right? It gets into like I have clients, they're like, but then then this tomorrow, and then I'm like, you don't know tomorrow. I'm giving you the real stuff here, but you know today, in this moment, you're okay. You have roof over your shelter, your family and friends are safe. You've had a meal. That's a lot to be grateful for. So yeah, just just detaching from what could have been or what will be and being in the now of this is what it is. That's, uh, uh, you know, that's a splendid piece of advice. And I, I hope each one of us takes that advice and, uh, you know, thinks more about being in the moment and enjoying that solitude, like being your with yourself. Uh, I think that's the best companionship that we could ask for to begin with. Right, because it's intentional, right? Uh, loneliness is very different from intentional solitude because growth happens when you're by yourself. So that's why it's okay to be uncomfortable with things that you find out about yourself when you're just in by yourself. It's it's part of adulting, I should say. Yeah, <laughs> very much so. Now, talk to us about how as women especially and uh, uh, as the niche that we cover, Asian women, right. How do we integrate our personal lives and our professional lives by still being mindful and taking uh, self-care for ourselves? What is one advice would you give? So firstly, I'm going to say this slowly because I want people to really sit with this. Self-care is radical. It is not selfish. We've been taught, especially as Asian women, South Asian women, we've been taught, taught self-care is selfish. Good women, good women place themselves at the bottom of the totem pole. You know, sometimes we make these sacrifices that no one asks for. I, I you know, there are terrible people out there. And I'm, I'm not trying to contradict that because I, I teach yoga to survivors of rape and domestic uh, violence and incarcerated men and women. So I, I see the bad as well. But I also see the good in the world. If we are open to communication, if we can share this with a partner that, hey, I need 20 minutes for myself, to myself every day and i will support you and get you getting your 30 minutes it sounds like a business deal but you know what the world that we are in our business is at home at a ho and a home is our business also so just having that honest conversation like very often women because we are so intuitive and awesome we assume um, others will understand don't work on assumption communicate i need these 30 minutes instead of getting to a point where you are you are a pressure cooker and you go poop you know and then it's not conducive uh, so yeah Firstly, embrace that self-care is radical. It's not selfish. When we heal ourselves, we heal those around us, right? And again, at the same time, please communicate that you need this time and it is critical for the your own individual well-being and the well-being of your relationships. And I realized when I started to do that with my husband, he's like, oh, absolutely. Why didn't you, why didn't you say this before? Because very often if you're in a heterosexual relationship, men just don't function that way. So they are not going to try and understand what's going on up here. And women are amazing. We have layers of conversations going out and we make these assumptions. So spell it out for people. And, you know, in some cases they might not get it. Then ask them where the resistance is coming from. Like it's not at the cost of something. It's for the collective well-being on the family. So frame it, if I may, frame it that way. So, so your subconscious also looks at it. Oh, wow, I'm helping my family versus... I'm taking that time out and my kid is by themselves or my partner is by themselves. 
that's a great perspective in terms of a mindset shift, especially. Right. Now, uh, let's talk about your childhood, Shweta. You have such an amazing career as an Ayurveda and a mindset coach. Was there a specific experience while you were growing up that made you choose this path? Uh, I think more as an adult. You know, when you're in your teens, no one is more foolish than the mom, right? Because mom tells you how to, and then as you get older, it's like, oh, no, wow, she was right. And then as you get even older, it's like, wow, no one knows the world as mom. Uh, so I went through that phase too. But the one thing that always sat with me was like, my mom would often say, don't mix dairy with meat. And when I moved to New York, uh, which was, I don't know how many moons ago, I would go to a kosher place and I realized a lot of old world religions don't like to mix stuff. Like I remember asking for cheese in my turkey sandwich at a Jewish restaurant without realizing, oh my God, that was sacrilegious. And my Jewish friend was like, Oh, dude, you just offended the guy. And I was like, I had no idea what what went on. So my point, the reason I shared that is like, there is wisdom. So those were things I paid attention to. There were separate cooking dishes for puja stuff. And you never cooked meat in that. Um, so all these information I held tightly with me. And then my mom would often talk about if someone has a cold, don't do dairy. You know, Indian culture is a lot about drink milk, eat yogurt, drink milk, eat it. But the minute you have a cold, they would be like, stay away from dairy. Don't do bananas. So I thought of it as old wife, like the midwife tale, because there was never science behind it. But I was always very curious because, you know, I followed through with that and it helped. It's like, oh, it really helps when I have a cough and I quit dairy for two days, my phlegm gets better. Um, so it's the seed, I should say, of a sword when I was a little girl. And then, you know, life as you get older, we all either my health struggles or I saw people I care about struggle. It just carved that path for me. And I think the one of the big reasons as a lot of creative professionals I work with, it goes back to the labels and stereotypes that we have attached to our professions. It was like, I need to stay up till three in the morning because I'm an artist. That's what artists do. Or I need to eat just salads because I'm an artist. That's what makes me feel light and was counterproductive to the creativity. So I think the creativity, productivity, mental health bit has been the, the overarching theme for my career. And I think Ayurveda has finally sealed the deal because I've started to find answers to why someone more anxious than another person, even though we are being dealt with the same cards. Um, so does that answer your question? Oh, absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's great to hear about how you've carved a niche for yourself successfully and still continue to share those nuggets of wisdom uh, to our listeners. So thank you uh, for sharing the the journey behind uh, being a wife, being a mind, mindset coach as well. Thank you. So tell us about your upcoming book, A Piece of Peace. What can we expect from it? So I am, firstly, thank you for asking about the book. Um, officially, I haven't talked about this book on, in any interviews. Uh, so this is the hey, first time. Curry so out your podcast. I know. It's, it's an exclusive sneak peek. So we're super excited. Uh, so it comes out in 2021, and it's a collection of personal essays about Ayurveda, mindfulness, and surviving and thriving during the pandemic. So I've interviewed women. There are essays that have appeared in some magazine, but they're newly written, newly minted essays, um, full of tips around diet, lifestyle, mindset, simple Ayurveda tips. You know, I have a I have a client who came to me, and you know, was like, "Oh my God, am I going to have to start eating?" organic meals, every meal, and start cooking fresh meals every four hours. And I was like, no, chill. 
one meal a day if you can cook fresh and if it's locally sourced or organic let it be a vegetarian meal so it's it, it's not breaking your bank either so simple tips like that from that to how to stay productive because we are in this pandemic priyanka for an extended period of time we don't know we none of us have an um know if there's light at the end of the tunnel and so relatable essays relatable modern day challenges and very modern day tips for people to not just navigate these times but life in general um because the world that we live in we are in a constant state of go 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 and taking you know what taking a pause is pretty radical and saying i'm just going to bum out for 20 minutes so tips like that to really like how to stay productive people i know people who've launched businesses during the pandemic so i've interviewed them um so the whole gamut uh that adds also i think nourishment to your mental health so it's no, like a piece like a small tukda in hindi a piece of peace which is the zen bit so play on words as well yeah that's uh, that's a pretty uh, great title i should say and we're super excited to have the book launched in a uh, sometime soon in 2021 Yes, thank you. And I'm very excited to be talking to you about it and to your listeners. Thank you. So you also authored a dozen other books. How does it feel having all these creative ideas and putting yourself out as an author? How does it feel when you look back at that journey? You know, I think I'm very very grateful for having had a corporate career. I'm very grateful for my day job because it lends um it lends structure to my day. And I also because of my yoga uh in ayurveda practice i am mindful to not get attached so i have manuscripts that have not been published does it hurt yes but does that define me no just the way another book doesn't define me so it's it's very every book is very exciting i get this is going to be my 13th book a uh, piece of peace i am still as excited about it as i was for my first one but the same amount of dedication and devotion goes to it because otherwise it's unfair to my readers i can't shortchange them you know it might be my 13th book it could be their first book of my... i remember one of the readings i did many years ago and a gentleman walked up to me and he told me he was released from prison the day before and he'd come to my reading and i'm like oh my god what what's going to happen here and this is also me 10 years ago right i didn't know where the conversation was headed and he was like you wrote a book of poems about losing a loved one and i don't know how he found out about my book but he read it in the prison about healing through a grieving journey of losing someone and how it had, it had impacted him so he was like i just wanted to come meet you in person and and let you know how much your work impacted me so this is just one story right so i think it's being able to impact even one person's life with with one book it's incredible for me that that is just enough that uh you know it helped him grieve about losing his grandma he lost her while he was in prison and that one book did that i didn't write it with that intention but the fact that it it helped someone and it's happened with my other books as well like a survivor has come and told me like thank you for calling me uh, calling us survivors and not victims because that empowered me and i was like i didn't write for you but i'm so grateful it spoke to you so i think it's a very humbling process um but again like having being an entrepreneur being you know having a family uh being being an employee i think they're all very leveling experiences end of the day i still have to go cook dinner and i love having that as a responsibility because i enjoy that because it, it just like you know just because you won an award doesn't mean you sit there life is about more than a book deal it's about relationships that you build 
That's fabulous. And thank you for, you know, putting it out in a nutshell. It's all about relationships and how do you invest in them and nurture them on a daily basis. That's very crucial. Yes, because, you know, I mean, and, and it's not just books, right? Any any piece of creative thing that we might do, it could be a success, it could be a failure. Again, how do you envision success? Impacting one person's life is a success for me. Making a billion dollars out of a book might be success for someone else. But, you know, when you have real people and real relationships, it's like this is a part of you, but that just doesn't define all of me. That's amazing. So, Shweta, to the outside world, you are someone who's figured it all, who has a very calm and composed demeanor. But tell us, has there ever been a low moment in your career and how did you navigate so our listeners can feel inspired? Oh my God, failures. If you're not failing enough, that means you're not trying enough. That's a simple formula. That means you are in a comfort zone or in a rut, one or the other. So there is one of that, like if you're trying, and I'm all constantly trying new things, so I have enough lows. Um, but the mindset key is very important. I also remind myself that nothing is constant except for change. So if I have highs, I will have lows. I need to be okay with that because I know I'll have highs again. But also to to directly answer your question, two years ago, I fell ill and I fell sick very suddenly. I won this big award, which Chelsea Clinton had won in the past. And a few weeks later, I was in the ER fighting for my breath. So it was a very leveling experience, which meant I had you know, my I lost all my clients because I didn't know if I would make it alive. I couldn't write. All of that happened, right? It was a real low. Um, but then that's when I, I, I and you know, I was talking to my husband after after six months of this. As I started to get better, uh, I, I had it was a really dark phase of my life. And he said to me, "Do what you tell others, one word at a time." And literally, that's how I was like, "I am going to write two words today." The two words turn to two sentences. So the reason I share this example is it's everything is in your mind. It's going back to what Ayurveda says. Everything is in your mind. If you tell yourself you've lost everything, sure you have. But if you tell yourself, so what if I've lost? I can build my life back again. So be prepared. If you're trying different things, failure will come your way. And sometimes in my case, it was unplanned for. It was a health crisis that came from nowhere. I lead a healthy life. And that's life too. So do not get attached to, suffering comes from attachment. And getting attached to, I do this, so this won't happen. Life has plans of its own. So just be prepared. If you're seeing success, you'll see failures, but you'll be fine. Just show up every day with dedication. And showing up means just the way you show up on your yoga mat for my yogis listening in. Uh, just show up to your craft, to your family, to your relationships, to your job with dedication on a daily basis. You'll still have those. There are no guarantees. But the fact that you show up, you will also have success. And that's something I've seen with myself, with my clients, with my colleagues and family. You know, with COVID, a lot of small businesses have to close. Um, and I've seen some of the people I know personally, they've stuck with it. And their businesses are opening up. And again, they're starting, first it was about survival. And now it's about cope, then coping. And then now it's like they're thriving. So just, just show up with dedication without any attachments and you'll see wonders happen. That's a great piece of advice because life comes through a full circle, right? You know, anybody who's riding a wave needs to see the ups and downs as part of life. Uh, so that's a very philosophical way of looking at life. So thank you for that piece of advice. No, absolutely. And it's also just important to know no one has status quo is rare. So like, you know, things will change and you like seasons. 
uh, we had spring, we had summer, we have fall, and then we'll, no leaves, colors, no leaves, winter. So how can our life is uh, imitating nature? And the more we resist it, it's, it's going to persist. It's amazing that you bring this up because yesterday my dad and I were having a conversation on the same lines as I was taking a walk and it was, uh, my parents live in India. So I was telling him how the fall color leaves have started changing. And right. he had the same analogy about life. I mean, life is just like a, uh, you know, it's seasonal. You'll have different phases of it. And, but life still keeps going. So does nature, right? Nature doesn't stop for anyone. Absolutely. Absolutely. The mindset, it all comes back to that. That's amazing. So we have a fun rapid fire on for you. Are you ready for it? All right, let's do this. So you tell us the first thing that comes to your mind when I say the following and in one word, role model. So I have two, RBG and my buas, my dad's sisters. And I'll tell you very quickly why, because you know they. I'm a nerd, very proud nerd. I, I love studying, learning. And my aunts are all like head of departments and very academic. But at the same time, they just knew how to come home and make the dal chawal and, you know, be happy with the family. So I think they gave me the sense of balance that you can be very ambitious and very domesticated and not have this inner dichotomy. What does happiness mean to you? Uh, you know, this this state of homeostasis. So where your mental, physical, spiritual health are all in sync because that impacts who we are with ourselves and others. What is one fun thing about Shweta that you haven't shared with anyone, but it's exclusive to our Karib startup listeners? Okay, so I can break into a dance move anywhere and a headstand, beware, whether it's a shoe store or a park, airplane aisles. Yeah. Hey, that's a great attitude to have, right? You know, just being yourself, no matter the, the surroundings. Yeah, because, you know, sometimes we need to, we can all as, as go-getters, we can be very intense. And sometimes we need to fool ourselves too, like, it's okay to have fun. Doesn't make you any less of a professional. What is your native language and one word to describe yourself in it? Oh, it's Hindi. Uh, and I'm trying to think. Resilient is the word that I would use to describe myself. I don't know if I know the Hindi word for resilient. And I am embarrassed to say that. Hey, that's completely fine. Um, you know, resilience is a, is a very strong muscle that each one of us need to exercise in challenging times. Right. And, and now I'm, I'm going to look up the Hindi word. I'm being honest. I don't know the Hindi word for it. At least it's not top of mind. It's part of the learning process, right? Your love for learning and curiosity just kicks in tonight as well. Yeah. Uh, so it was great having you, Shweta. I'm so glad you shared a lot of wonderful advice about life in general and about the four pillars of holistic living and about having to navigate difficult moments in our careers and our personal lives as well. Uh, tell us your parting thoughts to our listeners and your experience being on Karib Startup Podcast. So firstly, I'm going to start with my experience of being on Karib Startup Podcast. This was this was so nice, Priyanka. People tune in, follow the podcast, and the amazing uh, women Priyanka is interviewing. I'm not saying this for myself, not a narcissist. I'm just saying, like in general, you know, they're really incredible stories because right now our um, we don't have as much access to information as we did pre-COVID, but there is access right here. You have inspiring women appearing on this podcast. So tune in. Priyanka herself is pretty badass. And uh, so thank you. Just tune in, not just not just to sustain your yourself, but also to support another uh, podcast run by a woman. And that to a South Asian woman. I mean, what's not there to like in that? 
so I had just had an incredible time. My one parting thought would be just be you. You know, just just be you. There are enough duplicates in the world. And there is a lot of pressure to be a version of you. If you are you, you're going to be happy. And when you are happy and content and healthy, they're all interlinked. Um, you are going to impart that compassion to those around you. Because no one can serve from an empty cup. Just remember that. You know, that's a great piece of advice, especially given its mental awareness uh, uh, month as well. I think it's it's a great reminder for all of us to take care of ourselves first and put our oxygen mask first before helping others. Right. And again, remember, self-care is radical. It's not selfish one bit. Thank you so much. So that was Shweta Wickram, author and Ayurveda coach, uh, who was gracious enough to share her time and energy in terms of spreading her nuggets of wisdom to our listeners amidst the COVID times. So thank you so much, Shweta. Thank you, Priyanka. And thank you to everyone who tuned in. Uh, such a joy to be talking to you. Thanks, Shweta. And to our listeners of Curry Up Startup Podcast, three key takeaways with our podcast today with Shweta Wickram, Ayurveda coach as well as author, is one, set healthy boundaries for yourself, uh, even in your home. Two, befriend yourself and be your best friend and enjoy that level of solitude. And three, amidst these challenging times in COVID, the three faces that all of us are going to uh, look at would be survival, acceptance, but at the end, keep thriving because the only thing that changes is, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's life and you got to face failures and highs and lows. And it's just part of the journey that makes it fabulous. So thank you so much, Shweta, for those wonderful uh, advice. And again, to our listeners, uh, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, again, another episode with another interesting guest is going to happen uh, tomorrow. We have our special guest, Mark Metry, who is an awesome podcaster and an influencer as well. So until another episode, uh, this is your host, Priyanka Komla, signing off from Career Startup Podcast, a podcast to spotlight world-class Asian entrepreneurs, C-suite executives, and leaders who provide insights and wisdom from their personal journey to inspire you. And this is your host, Priyanka Komla, signing off. Do subscribe to us uh, through our LinkedIn Live by following me, Priyanka Komla, or our Career Startup Card podcast page. We're also on YouTube and Twitter and your favorite podcast streaming platform. So consume our content on the go the way you like it. Thank you. Mm -hmm.